A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard, joined as always by the one and only Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? Amazingly. Uh, it is the middle of autumn, or at least seemingly, but uh, it's still remarkably dry for Ireland. Most people associate us with nothing short of rain, but uh, still dry. We can still leave the coats at home, which is good. And uh, just there at the weekend, I went to the beautiful County Kerry in Ireland, uh, nicknamed locally as The Kingdom, and visited the most beautiful village in Ireland, or at least it's routinely voted as such, uh, as well as a bay, a peninsula. Um, I hopped on the back of a horse and cart and just said, Jessica, the horse was called Jessica, lead me somewhere. I went to a national park and then had a beautiful eight ounce steak. Yeah, it was a 21 hour day of adventuring, but worth it. Nice. That sounds like it was a lot of fun. And what have you been getting up to since we last spoke? Um, I got to go to back to the island. Um, it was for we did a banished retreat, uh, banished to the Isles of Patmos um, on Kelly's Island in Ohio. Um, so I helped out with that. Had a great time. Got to run the program. Um, talked to some listeners. So you, if you are listening, you know who you are. Um, I can name you off, but. I won't this time, just to not make you guys feel embarrassed or anything. Um, but, so today, for our episode, we are doing two games, and we're also, uh, of course, doing our Bible passage at the end. So, let's get to the first game. This one will be sort of short, I think. Um, it'll really just be up to uh, to Brendan. So, uh, what this game is, is it is, it, uh, I'm going to give Brendan six names of a horse of horses. Okay. These were horses. Um, these there's five that I've made up and there is one that is an actual horse that won a race somewhere in the world, um, in the last week or so. Um, so I've gone through, I've, I've, uh, picked, I've made, I found five sets of them. So there'll be, uh, I found five true horses and there'll be, uh, so that would make what 20 fake horses, but we'll do with, we'll do six at a time. Um, yeah, 20, 25. Yeah, 25. So we'll do six at a time, and um, and then Brandon will just have to guess which of the six is the actual horse. So the first set um, is, so you're looking for which one is the real horse. Um, you guys can play along at home. Um, so the first horse I have is Ohio. The second one is Yoshi. The third is Clever. The fourth name is Innocence. The fifth name is Evita. The sixth is Fortune. Which is the real horse name? You didn't know, Logan, that I am actually an avid gambler of the ponies. He says, lying. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with Fortune. Because if I Fortune. dedicated my life to telling horses to run around Plains of Grass for the crack. I'd probably pick a really tacky name like that. We'll go Fortune. 
Okay. The real name of that grouping is Ohio. Ohio is the real name of the horse. It won somewhere somewhere in Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm pretty sure that was just like made up, but I'll pretend it's a legit answer. (laughs) All right, next group. Um, Oh, you guys in group two, the answer is Cleveland. (laughs) Nope, nope. (laughs) Group two, uh, Bilbo, Jim, Trump, Odyssey, Juno, or Um. Oh, I want to say Bilbo because I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings. But uh, Trump's my guy. Trump's my man. After he's finished with you, Lash, I'm totally inviting him here to, like, you know, drain our swamp or our bog. We've got to go, Trump. I hope it's true. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, Trump was the red herring because I, the answer is um. O-M. Yeah, you knew I'd choose this. <laughs> I knew you'd choose That's it. That's a ridiculous name. <laughs> Stupid. All right. Uh, third grouping. Glitter. Peaches. Quick feet. Morning heart. Laken. Or Niagara. I love that uh, just for representational purposes, we always have a group just for like, you know, the lady horses. <laughs> the mares. <laughs> oh, um, Peaches is a fun name. What was the one before Peaches? Glitter. Glitter. Ugh. Some man who probably like seriously devoted his life to horse racing probably asked in a moment of weakness his like two year old great granddaughter, What would you like to name the horse? She probably said glitter. We'll go glitter. So glitter is your final answer? Glitter is my final answer. Alright. Um, the correct time. answer is Lekan. Lekan is the correct answer. It's not a real name. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> All right. Group number four. Um, we have Sparkle Step, Sun Ranger, Rapid Mare, 2020 Vision, Red Devil, or Chocolate. Oh, in principle, I can't choose Red Devil. Um, I'd say it's 2020 Vision. I'd say the person was like taking the mick when they chose the name. I just felt like they that was their contribution to the COVID uh, crisis that decades from now they can look back and when their descendants ask, so grandfather, what did you do during these terrible, terrible years in Earth's history? He can say, well, grandson, actually, 2020 vision's got to be. <laughs> All right, so unfortunately for me, he got it right. 2020 vision is 100% right. Yes. So, so. You bet he is. <laughs> the crowds went wild. <laughs> We're finally on to the final group already. So this one starts with Maiden, Xerox, Catapult, Wild Dancer, Shibi or Ramses? Maiden, Xerox, and Ramses. Is Maiden's surname China? But I'm <laughs> Ooh, um I know Ramses is the king and the prince of Egypt. 
it's possible that someone kind of liked the kingly flair that that name carried, but then just like mispronounced it or dropped a vowel or something. I'll go Ramsey's. Hmm. Either that or they're just really, really big fans of Hell's Kitchen culinary shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like where they cook the horse after he's, he's won. <laughs> All right. Uh, the correct answer is catapult. Right. Of course it is. <laughs> okay, so I think we've learned from this that Americans cannot appropriately name horses. That's our main takeaway from today. Main takeaway, Americans can't name horses. When their names are Ohio, um, Lacan, yes. 2020 Vision, and Catapult. <laughs> um. Yes, leave the horseback riding to the nations who are, you know, few millennia old. <laughs> we, we've mastered the fine art of naming the equine <laughs> all right so that brings us to our second game which is called the ungame and in it is it, the reason it's called the ungame is because it's not really a game for points it's more of a game to understand your friend better so there is levels of questions there is levels one two and three Level one is the easiest, level two is the hardest, and level three is the Christian version. So, with that all being said, um, Brendan and I will both be answering these questions, but we'll go back and forth of giving a number that we shall choose, and that will be the question that we'll have to answer. So, with that being said, Brendan, what is your number that you would like to choose first? And, Astro, we'll start off life. We'll go number one. Number one question. All right. What do you think life will be like in 100 years? What do you think life will be like in 100 years? You can go first. Oh, 100 years. I I think the rapture will have happened by then, as of the Great Tribulation. And I think they'll be living in the Millennial Kingdom. I think they'll be living in Miracle Central. Um, I think evil will be like a, a distant memory. Um... I think Jesus will be living physically in a temple in Israel and it'll, there'll be none of this let's watch your favorite place through YouTube crack. They'll be watching like, you know, Jesus, like live streaming physical Jesus. And I think like space travel will be like on another level. Um, the wealth of the wicked will be the hands of the righteous. Yeah. It'll be great. All the dead tribulation saints and Old Testament saints will be walking the earth with the tribulation survivors. That's what I think. What about you? Um, well, since you went that route, I'll go the other route. Um, so this is if it if Christ does not return in the next hundred years. Um, I'm guessing it will be <laughs> okay. Even more levels of darkness and sort of chaos, but. Um, I think God's word will continue yeah. to go forth and his church will continue to grow um, that uh, God will be mm. still changing hearts, still changing lives. Um, as long as, as long as he doesn't say it's time for the end for tribulation to come, um, his word and his work will continue to be going forth. Um, and as much as the sins of 
uh, as he gives people over to sin and allows them to continue in their sin and it will look ugly and gross and the things that you know we sort of don't allow now may become legal then um, I still think God will be faithful and uh, will keep us keep those who know of him and follow him safe from the wickedness of the world so um, God's faithfulness will continue for the next hundred years and for the rest of eternity so I'm not worried about that at all. Um, all right, so uh, I'm going to do a number three. I'm going to do a Christian question. So um, say something about God's will. So something about God's will. Um, uh, God's will goes forth even in our sin nature. Um, and, you know, it's it's not some it's not some mystery. I don't I think a lot of us think that it's mm. something that's like, blind that we can't figure out that we can't understand but in reality um god's word is given to us and that's our way that we understand what god mm. wants from us wants us to live like wants us to look like and we will spend the rest of our lives figuring that out as long as we are following him loving him and loving others um then we're doing what his will is um so that's that's my thoughts on on god's will how about you brendan what's what's your thoughts on god's will I believe his will is that all people would be saved. The one thing about God's will, which people often don't talk about, is that <laughs> with that definition of his will, his will doesn't always come to pass. It's his will that all would know him, be saved by the revelation of the finished work of the cross and the empty grave. That his Holy Spirit would live within all people, and that they would live triumphantly, successfully, a holy life, with a contrite heart, sold out for Jesus, devoted to him, led by the Spirit, uh, in union with other believers, to the point where the unsaved get jealous for that kind of love, get curious, and, and just see Jesus manifested in his kids um, and the only one who can really stop God's will from happening is us because it's God's will that all people come to know him and people are the only ones who can freely choose him or reject him what well, ends up to people whether God's will comes to pass or not but he is a good God yeah. a perfect God a God who loves every single one of us so don't be on his bad side. Don't resist. Accept his will. Succumb to his will. Choose his will. And blessings will follow. And even if it doesn't always make sense straight away, someday it will. Okay, I'll choose number two. Takes number two. All right. Talk about the person who has been the biggest influence in your life. Go ahead, Brendan. I uh, know you're messing. Um, probably myself. I'm kind of great when you get to know me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I try not to be influenced by people too much. Um, after that horse fiasco, would it be okay if I said Donald Trump? <laughs> um, I'd say recently, I'll go with my natural brother. Um, younger brother but it's not that he 
invest in me per se or what he has said to me or done to me but it's mainly I suppose I've adapted my responses to things um the immediacy or lack thereof of my reactions um to accommodate where he's at in life to meet him where he's at um to make very big concepts simpler um from a theological standpoint um i've had to stretch and grow there are some people in life that when they tick you off you can get the heck out of dodge there's some relationships where you can't because god's put that person in your life long term so i suppose more recently um i've been influenced or like Holy Spirit influenced me because of that relationship as opposed to a particular person um influencing me intentionally otherwise maybe there's a bit of a cop out but i think it's true <laughs> yeah i want to your answer okay. that question um well i i could go with the uh sunday the sunday school answer which is jesus and that would probably work really well um because it's true he has been mm. the biggest influence in my life um but uh mm. just for sake of variety and um and just thinking you know uh, yeah I, i'm gonna probably go with my mom um i think the reason why i am who no. i am and the reason why i act the way i do and think the way they do and have grown the way i have is because of my mom's influence in making that a reality um i wouldn't be the man i am without her her guiding and directing and having gone through um seeing how to raise kids with her um with her brothers and sisters kids she had practice with them and then when she had her own she knew what she wanted when i turned 20. um and so uh i think her influence is has been immense and um and amazing so yeah that'll be my answer um all right moving on to the next question i'm going to answer this one first um so it'll be a number one question okay. so this should be an easy question um what would make your life easier um well oh so many things to make my life easier you know i could say that making my life easier if i had a romantic interest or um or anything like that but i think honestly what would make my life easier is (laughs) i think the thing that would make my life easier is if i genuinely followed and was able to to kill off all of the fleshly sinful part of me if i was able to do that make it completely gone to the point where i can only where i'm just following god and killing off everything that is that is uh sinful and ungodly about me that would make my life easier because i'd be able to follow christ 100 percent all the time and not have this sin and this this nature and way of thinking that can sometimes lead me astray so i think that's my answer uh how about you brendan what's your answer when you mentioned that private killing i was convinced you're about to say communists <laughs> 
<laughs> Which was the first thing that came to my mind too. <laughs> and oh boy. that make that easier. Probably if this revival that I've been prophesying on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and every other social media platform for the last couple of years would just hurry up and come to pass. <laughs> um, yeah, just this this great cleanup in in the political realms of God, shaking what can be shaken, removing what can be removed, um, and his spirit just flooding the earth. Uh, yeah, that'd make my, 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 my life a lot a lot easier. Um, <laughs> but even with, 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 the, with the day-to-day things, like, you know, a house of your own, money, wife, kids, um, all, all, all the dreams and ambitions that people talk about, I suppose I have a deep peace in knowing that in God's time, He's a good God. He's a good, good father. He's a good gift giver. And he gives all the good gifts at the right time to those whose whose hearts are contrite before him. So, uh, yeah. Just basically, if everything he's been saying to me just actually, you know, hurries, hurries up and happens. That'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> hint, hint, God. Don't delay. <laughs> we need you. This world's spiraling. Alright, I'll pick number... Two again. Uh, say something about support groups. <laughs> I think that's my answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never been in one. <laughs> um, yeah. Just why not? Just like I don't know, read a Bible instead. Yeah. Read a Bible. Make some Christian friends. Have someone that you know you can you can share with, you can build you up. Um he's strong in the Lord uh, and will not be a little them to send themselves for listening to you and spending time with you. And uh yeah, just read a Bible. <laughs> and listen, thank God for all the genuine support groups out there. If you're you're put there by God's grace. Well done. Kudos to you. But uh, it's not a service I've ever needed to avail of, thankfully. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what about you, Logan? Perhaps you can offer a more nuanced perspective on the whole thing. <laughs> Other than, <laughs> I think we just lost another 10 of our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. It happens. You know, you lose viewers all the time. Um, so support groups. Uh, I think in some semblances, there there's a, there's good support groups and there's bad support groups. The ones that say, oh, poor mm. you and pat you on the back and let you wallow in your self-pity are not good support groups. Um, but the ones that genuinely uh, help you to change and help you give mm. you encouragement and um, mm. ask you the important questions and the deep questions – those are good. And I think you need to search for friends that are those type of people. Um, like we talked this past weekend at the retreat about um, we're supposed to be followers of Christ. And when we're followers of Christ, we are given a shield as part of the armor of God. And that shield is not only for us, it's also for our fellow believers. And so we're supposed to help our fellow believers and help them as a team shield each other from the, the world's fiery darts. 
because um, that's what the Romans did. They all had shields that they would put their formation in, and mm-hmm. they would all link up their their uh, shields together and work on that. And I think that's the important thing of support groups is having some people who are struggling in the same place you are and can encourage you and work together to overcome it. So I think that's the importance of support groups, but some of them can be twisted and taken the wrong way. Um, All right. I'm going to choose number three. So another Christian question, and we will see what we have here. Um, If you met Jesus today, and I'm going to answer this one first, uh, what two questions would you like to ask him? Um. My first question would be, how long? <laughs> how long do we have to continue putting up with this without you coming back and returning and ruling and reigning? Um, that would be my first question. Uh, second question was, if it's not going to be anytime soon, can we work on something with the marriage? Can we like, can we work on that line of thinking? Please, dear Lord. <laughs> So those are probably my two questions was, would be like, am I ever going to get married? And, uh, yeah. and when are you returning so that we can be with you forever? Um, how about you, Brendan? Uh, what, what two questions would you ask? <laughs> oh, I would probably ask him if I could routinely step in and out of the spirit realm. I think that would be so cool. Because here's the thing. Your questions are all future-related. Um, but the reality is, Holy Spirit is always talking to his kids anyway. So I just have this assumption that that's going to happen. Um, so if I had an opportunity, I would cream it for everything it was worth. And I'd be like, can I just like jump in, see what it's all like, jump out again, like every day, and think of all the books I could write with the revelation I'd come out with. I'd be rich. Spiritually, of course. Front first and foremost. I think that'd be amazing. Mm. And the second, I'd ask for superpowers. Like the, the ability to fly, throw force lightning from my fingertips, and shoot object blasts <laughs> from my eyes, like Cyclops the X-Men. He might say no, and I might be a waste of a question. <laughs> But asking you shall receive. Yes, and amen, Lord, I receive this. <laughs> so yeah, a little more unorthodox than Logan's. But uh, the people didn't tune in today to hear the boring answers, you know? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> no offense, not denigrating your answers or questions is boring. Very nice stretch of the imagination. None taken, none taken. It's like if I met Jesus, I'd ask about theology. Good one. Um, okay, well, listen, Andre, all of these are becoming spiritual anyway, so might as well go at number one. We'll pretend to keep it light, but sure, chances are. All right, all right. <laughs> It'll take a doctrinal turn anyway. Okay, so, Brendan, you get to answer this one first. Describe the vacation you would like to take if money was not an object. Hmm. Reykjavik in Iceland because on Thursday last week I literally booked myself a ticket to Rome and I'm going to visit the Colosseum and all those fun good ancient places in November and Reykjavik in Iceland was actually top of my list and the only thing that turned me off 
was the price. So instead, I will mm. save up and go there next year. Maybe at the same time. But uh, my real life, as of right now, answer would be Reykjavik in Iceland. There's just something about the Northern Lights that I just find captivating, uh, as well as all the other good, fun stuff yeah. there is to do there. Like exploring caves and hiking glaciers and and, and all those adventurous activities. So yeah, Reykjavik, because I genuinely considered it <laughs> like four or five days ago. Um, and what about yourself? What would your dream holiday be if money was no hindrance? Uh, I like your uh, Reyk- Reykjavik because I want to go there too. It looks like a beautiful place, but... I'm going to flip reverse it and go the opposite end of the, uh, not of the world, but of of temperature. Um, And I'm going to go with a private island in the Caribbean. Um, That would be awesome to just go to an island that is like uh, one that's just in the middle. There's not much else going on. And taking a bunch of friends or going Mm. with a huge group would be amazing. It would be a great bonding experience. And those things are really expensive to do if you were to take a bunch of people with you. But if you if the money's not an object, then let's go. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my vacation spot. Um. Traveling and friends can be risky too. I've seen it go well, and I've seen it go badly. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> Um, so if you've enjoyed our ungame, um, or if you've enjoyed our, uh, horse race game, uh, let us know and we will do it again another time. Um, and maybe come up with more specific questions or better questions or more crazy answers. Who knows? Um, you can send us an email to let us know that at from Dublin to Cleveland, um, at gmail.com. You can also buy t-shirts. Um, their links are in the description to do that. We love your support. Um, we both need new computers. These computers were not made to run everything that we do on them. And so uh, the more you'd be able to help with that would be amazing. Um, and I think with that, we'll turn it over to Brendan with our passage of scripture this afternoon, morning, or evening, whenever you're listening to it. Go ahead, Brendan. Awesome sauce. <clears throat> okay, guys, today's word comes from the book of Sam, chapter 19, verses 7 to 11. So it's Sam 19, 7 to 11. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned, in keeping them there's great reward. 
what this is teaching us is how the Lord saw the law he gave Moses. Now we live under an even better covenant, that of grace. So if <laughs> the law of Moses was this good, imagine what we're living under. Hello. So look at it as the word of God more generally. It's perfect. We could just stop there and teach the entire thing on those words. A lot of people don't like the Bible. <laughs> they try to say it's imperfect, or it's got contradictions, or it says this, or it's been applied this way, or yada, 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 God hates so-and-so. This book contains everything Holy Spirit needed it to. He dictated it to humans, and he says it's perfect, it's flawless. It is what it is, and it's great. So why are we embarrassed of it sometimes? And it revives the soul and gives light to the eyes, through the spiritual eyes of the soul. I remember talking to someone recently, friend, and he'd just been through a really, really rotten time. People had dishonored him in one of the worst ways one can be. And he just asked me if God really loved him. Well, let me tell you, friends, when I told him that as numerous as the sand is on the seashore, so many of the thoughts the Father has for him, I've seldom seen anyone regard the Word of God with such awe. The wide eyes, the gasp, I think he actually stopped walking. It was almost like he'd been struck by lightning. <laughs> Which I suppose the word of God is that powerful, spiritually speaking. And sometimes we can get too used to the Bible. We forget that it actually is the power of God. It's the sword he's given us in the spiritual war that we're in, which Logan spoke of a moment ago. But when someone is in danger, or is in pain, or is grieving, or is in the throes of despair, this word, it's medicine for their souls. It revives them. It's sweet like honey. And entices them, and their spiritual taste buds for more. God lulls them into a deeper, more intimate relationship with himself through his uncompromised word. It's powerful. It's beautiful. It's our sword. It's our number one weapon against the forces of darkness in this world and the bondages that the people God loves are being held in. So don't denigrate the word, don't be embarrassed of it, don't be ashamed, don't be afraid. If there's something in it you don't understand, pray the Holy Spirit gives revelation. It's in his best interest to do it, friends. You might have to wait a while, but he'll give it to you. You might have to find yourself in a certain situation, but suddenly some of it will make more sense through your lived experience. But it's powerful, it's mighty. It's flawless. So, Logan, as you read this passage, what thoughts come to your mind? Um, 
I think it's it's real. I like the pictures that this the the psalmist uses here. You have um, the law of the Lord, so God's word being perfect, and it converts the soul, so it changes your heart. Um, the testament of the Lord is sure, making the wise the simple. So the wise become like the simple become wise. They be, they are grow in their knowledge. Um, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. So you get joy when you follow the statutes of the Lord because they're right. So your joy comes into the into the concept. So it's not just your um like it it changes your emotions and your your feelings, not just your thinking. Um, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. So it not only is it just one time thing, one time experience, it is forever. It goes on. Judgments of the Lord are true and right. So when God judges, when God makes a commandment or a, a finality on something, it's right and true. Um, and it's all of this, all of his word is to be desired more than gold, more than fine gold. So even the best kind of gold, it's worth more. Um, and it's sweeter than the honeycomb, than the sweetest thing. Um, and we are warned to do the right things and to follow God and to accept him. Um, and there is great reward in that. So there's a warning. There's a part of it that if we don't expect accept it, if we don't follow his word, if we don't believe it's true, there's a warning. Judgment is coming. And there's a reward if you do believe it and you do follow it. Um, so it's sort of the old, he sets before us life and death. He put in our hearts uh, eternity and immortality, but we are very mortal beings. Um, our time on earth is short. Even in the in, if you think in the just uh, the length of time that the earth has been in existence, maybe it's six, seven, eight to ten thousand years old. If you're if you're going extreme, you know the world likes to say it's millions or billions of years. But let's just say it's 10,000 years long. So even if you live 100 years, you're only living a fraction of that whole time frame. So we are very mortal. Um, as the Bible says in other passages, we are but grasshoppers. We are um, like the wind that the chaff blows away. Um, and we don't, even when we do great things or do amazing things, they they can be lost and gone to history. Um for forever um so without having god's word without believing in it without putting our faith in it your warning is you will be forgotten <laughs> you will be left for for gone no one is going to eventually if all the people who are part of your life all pass away you will be forgotten um but with god with him he's the one who loves us cares for us thinks of us if we choose to follow him and seek what's true and seek his word and accept him and believe in him and change our lives um, for him, then we will be with him forever. The immortal, will we will be immortal. We will be with him forever. Um, we will no longer have these mortal dying bodies that every every couple of days when I go and do something extraneous or do something crazy, I, I know my body's mortal because I'll trip or I'll fall. And I have scrapes and bleed and whatever. I know my body's mortal. <laughs> I know it is. But he's set immortality in our hearts. We're, we're seeking something more. And so to find it is in his word, is in his law, it's in his commandments. Here in his word. So if you don't have a Bible, go get yourself one. 
You need it. It's this is your life map roadmap. It's what's true, um, and it will lead you to everlasting life if you believe and trust in the one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Or as our our lovely um, our lovely Hawaiian pigeon says, his one and only boy. Um, we we will if you put your faith and trust in him, you will be with him forever. Um, so. Today, make that decision if you haven't. Um, follow him and commit your life to him. Commit your life to following him. Commit to following his word, reading his word, living his word every day. And uh, and do that and live for that as best you can. And he will, um, he will give grace and mercy in between. Um, so with that all being said, uh, that comes to the end of our episode. Um, again, send us a message from Dublin to Cleveland at gmail.com. Buy us, buy a shirt, support us, um, like us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. We appreciate you. Um, anything you want to say before we, uh, send us, send our friends off into the, uh, into the world, Brendan. Yeah, guys, my prayer for all of you listening is that the word of God, even what's been shared in this podcast, will revive your souls, where you've been wounded or hurt, or haven't smiled or laughed in a while, that this will be living water to you. That though sometimes you might feel simple, that you will be made wise and strong in your God, That where there's sadness or pain, the Lord, in a great exchange, will remove that and instead bless you with deep, deep joy. Because that's your strength in this battle we're in. It's a battle you didn't choose. It began long before you were born, long before you were sent to fight in it. But this is your time, friend. And heaven knows you can win. I pray that where there's darkness in your soul, Pain, trauma, heartache, fear. Then instead God would give light to your soul. The sun of righteousness would arise with healing in his wings and his light beams. Blast that trauma and the impacts of sin from your inner man. And replace it with his dunamis power, his dynamite power. They would come to crave the word of God, as we do sugar, and that you would know that to have this in your hands, and more importantly in your heart, makes you richer than the most successful investors out there, because you're rich in the word of God. And may that be your portion today, friends. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, friends, have yourselves a lovely week. We will see you all next week. Um, and again, send us a message. Let us know what you think, what you like, what you don't like, and we will make our best to be accommodating or laugh at your expense. Either way, have a lovely week, and see you next time. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>